This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are back on the Heart and Hustle podcast. Told you you'd get another episode this week. Nick Grudowitz here. Scott Inez is with me. Kind of a different pod we have set for you here as uh, by the time you're hearing this, we will be one week removed from the NBA draft uh, where the Magic took Chuma Okiki with the number 16th overall pick. NBA free agency right around the corner. What will happen with Nick Vucevic and Terrence Ross and some other rumors about the Magic as well and some interest. Maybe a couple of... Uh, couple of plans in case things do go awry there for Orlando. We'll get in all of that uh, coming up in just a little bit. But on this episode of the podcast, uh, we had an opportunity to catch up with Chuma Okiki, the number 16 pick in the NBA draft and the newest member of the Orlando Magic. You will hear Scott Inez's conversation with Chuma Okiki coming up here in just a little bit. And also Will McLaughlin of the Auburn Blog College in Magnolia figured it'd be a good opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about Chuma Okiki, what he looked like as a college player and what to expect out of him in an Orlando Magic uniform. I got a chance to catch up with Will McLaughlin this week uh, and find out a little bit more about this guy that was not on the radar for any Magic fans headed in to the NBA draft. So why don't we begin with my conversation with Will McLaughlin. He covered Chumo Kiki for the two years he was in college with the Auburn Tigers and Coach Bruce Pearl. Will, I really do appreciate you giving me a little bit of time. Uh, a week ago, I sat stunned watching Chuma Okiki go number 16. Uh, you, of course, knew him better than at least most here in the Orlando area. How surprised were you when you heard Adam Silver read Chuma Okiki with the number 16 pick? I got to be honest with you guys. I was about as shocked as y'all were. Um, we had heard Chuma probably being a late first round, early second round. We hadn't heard anything about him being a mid first round pick. But I will say this: if he doesn't tear his ACL, he's definitely a lottery pick, maybe a top ten pick. Um, so, but considering that we had heard late first round, early second, for him to come off the board at sixteen and to the Magic, a team that. We had heard nothing, you know, in regards to interest between the two uh, the two sides. Uh, I was I was quite stunned about it, but obviously, uh, watching him up close the last two years, I was thrilled to death for him. He's definitely he was definitely a first round player, and um, unfortunately, the injury kind of short term. You're not gonna get to see him immediately, but uh, I promise you, long term, uh, it's gonna be a great investment for the Magic. What was your, where was your expectation as to where it would go? I mean, I, I've seen him, and he was one of the guys that, with the way that the draft kind of flattened out, um, he could have he could have gone anywhere from, of course, where the Magic took him to, I saw him mocked at, you know, 25, 28, 29, 39, you know, in the in the midway through the second round. Where, where were you expecting going into the draft to see Chuma, you know, kind of what range him drafted at? Yeah, I was thinking uh, 20 to 40, but then uh, also 28 to 35 was kind of what I was thinking. 
I know the Warriors were looking were looking at him at 28. And um, so I was I really wasn't expecting to hear his name called until 20 at the earliest. Um, I know the Sixers were really interested in him. And, of course, the Sixers had a lot of picks. Uh, the Hawks and the Celtics were a couple other teams that I thought were in on him. Um, but, yeah, the Magic, it just kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. But um, one thing I'll say in this whole process is when Chuma um, – Kachuma went to the combine and was going to do interviews because he, obviously he couldn't work out. And he uh, ended up canceling the interviews and leaving the combine. And at first we thought, well, maybe he's coming back to school. And we found out really quick that, no, he was off to the NBA. So obviously there was somebody there. Maybe it was the Magic, maybe another team that made a promise that he was going to be a first-round pick. And that was satisfactory for him to shut it down because you didn't hear anything else regarding uh, conversation. Uh, regarding Chuma, just mock drafts, putting him between, you know, like I said, the, the 20 to 40 range. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. That's in, I, I did not, uh, I missed that uh, that small tidbit that uh, he shut down the interview. So you're right, that could have been a spot where a team, maybe the Magic, maybe somebody else, gave him a little bit of a promise. And Jeff Weltman told us uh, last week on Friday that uh, that a, a another GM, a friendly GM that he knew, told him that, if he had traded back, they were planning to take him. So it seemed as if Chuma wasn't going to fall much further than 16, maybe somewhere in the early 20s like uh, like you were expecting. Uh, well, let me ask you this because I've gotten a lot of, a lot of Magic fans that have pointed out uh, this Auburn team this year, they go on the run to the Final Four. Of course, without Chuma, he gets injured in the Sweet 16. And a lot of Magic fans have pointed to the fact that Chuma wasn't even the best player statistically on his own team. You know, Bryce Brown, Jared Harper, both average more points per game. Uh, what what was Chuma's role on this Auburn team? What, you know, how did he fit in with them? And, and, and how do you think that affected kind of some of the statistical numbers that he put up this year? Um, well, we, we amongst the Auburn, we've always thought, you know, Chuma was kind of the best NBA prospect. Um, his game kind of translated more to the NBA level. Obviously, you know, he talked Jared Harper and Bryce Brown. The only knock on Jared Harper, if you're being honest, is that he's shorter than most, you know, typical point guards. That's one of the reasons that he – that's probably the main reason he didn't get drafted. But – and Bryce Brown, um, I mean, it's it's kind of a mystery why he wasn't, you know, drafted either. But he was a four-year player. Uh, he's the all-time leader at Auburn in three-pointers made. But as far as Chuma goes, you know – statistically it wasn't always uh didn't always have the, the best numbers and i think one of the reasons that he didn't was there were times when um he just wasn't assertive enough he wasn't aggressive enough he didn't uh try to score as much he was a, he's very he's a very unselfish player and he always tries to make his teammates around him better and there would be games when he would only take four or five shots a game and you know chum was a guy that you wanted him to take you know 10 11 12 shots a game because he could score in bunches whenever he would take the game over, but there were targets that there were times he just, he was trying to get his teammates involved. And, and like I said, he's just a very unselfish guy. Where do you see him playing kind of at the NBA level? We've had a lot of discussion here because the Orlando magic have a gluttony of, of front court members from Jonathan Isaac to Aaron Gordon, to Mo Bamba, to Nick Vucevic, if they bring him back. And where do you see Chuma at the NBA level uh, eventually setting in? He played the power forward spot at Auburn, but some believe he could play the small forward spot. Yeah, I would, I would think, I would think, you know, it's possible we play the power forward, but like you said, the magic have a lot of forwards. 
And uh, but I could see him playing at the three spot, the small forward, uh, the point forward. Uh, he was the kind of the point forward in Bruce Pearl's offense. And uh, I could definitely see him playing at the three spot. And like I said, he can guard multiple. He can guard multiple spots on the floor. He did that at Auburn. He would there would be times he'd guard guys in the paint, and then he'd be guarding guards out on the perimeter. So um, he can play anywhere. He can you know offensively, he can score inside, he can score outside. Um, he's about a, he was a thirty nine percent three point shooter over his career at Auburn. So. Uh, definitely somebody that can make the three ball. I think the only guy that I saw last year statistically for the Magic that had a higher percentage that played, you know, regular on a regular basis was DJ Augustine. So once Chuma gets back and healthy, uh, perhaps he could uh, help the Magic in the three-point shooting. Obviously, the NBA is kind of the three-point shots become so common, everybody's shooting them. Yeah, no, that you're you're right about that, and the Magic desperately needs some shooting help. They've really struggled finding the outside shot, really for the. For the last few years, and DJ Augustine was one of the lone guys that shot at a high clip. He and he and Terrence Ross, and Ross was nowhere near that thirty-nine percent, uh, as uh, as you mentioned. Tell me a little bit about the person. I got a chance to meet Chum on Friday uh, when they introduced him to the media, of course, and we we interviewed him for a little bit. And and his interview with uh, with Scott Inez is coming up here a little bit later on the podcast. But uh, seemed like just a really good kid to me. What? How has it been covering Chuma and What kind of what kind of guy are the Magic getting there uh, with the sixteenth pick? You know, I, I think I don't know. If, I, I don't know if you got this first impression, but Chuma was always kind of a quiet kid mm-hmm. uh, you know, publicly. Uh, you didn't really, you didn't really see a lot uh, emotionally, you know, out in the public. But he was really good, close with his teammates. That was a really close Auburn team as as a whole. They had great team chemistry, and uh, he was a big part of that. You know, obviously publicly, you really didn't see uh, Chuma. You know, didn't kind of a soft spoken kid, but. Uh, he he knew he was he's a good basketball player and he knew it. He didn't have to go out there and be rah rah. Look at me, I'm the best. That's not Chuma. That's not the guy, kind of guy Chuma is. Uh, you know, Chuma Chuma was a great kid. He was a great asset to Auburn, and I think he'll be a great asset in Orlando as well. Will man, um, I, I guess I, the final question that I have for you here is: we kind of finish this uh, this thing up. Uh, I talked to you kind of what kind of a person he is. Obviously, the ACL injury. Uh, hurt that you know hurt his draft stock a little bit is in terms of talent I mean how much conversation was there for him in terms of where he could go could have gone in the draft if that ACL injury uh did not happen was this a guy that you feel like could have went a little bit higher maybe than 16 if he had been healthy absolutely uh going toward down the the stretch he really I I mentioned earlier that at times that he was uh, not aggressive enough, but he really started uh, taking more shots and being more involved in the offense, and he had some really good games. Uh, I'll go back to his last game, the the game he tore his ACL against North Carolina. He had 20 points and 11 rebounds in that game, and he was well on his way to scoring probably 25, having 15 rebounds. Um, He was clearly the best player on the floor that night, and you had, you know, multiple guys from UNC get picked in the lottery, uh, Kobe White and Cameron Johnson both were uh, picked in the lottery by the Bulls and Suns, respectively. And I think I think Chuma could have ended up, you know, in that seven to ten range if he had stayed healthy. Um, who knows? I don't. I definitely don't think he would have made it to sixteen where the Magic were drafting. I think if the Magic would have wanted him, had he stayed healthy, they would have had to trade up to get him. But for you know him being a mid first round, I think it's you know it's a good investment for a long term perspective. Obviously, he probably won't be able to help the magic until early 2020. But, um, you know, I, I made it, uh, I was asked on the Q and a, you know, and he was asked in the media last Friday who he compared himself the most to. And the mm-hmm. guy he mentioned, and I really like the comparison is Kawhi Leonard. 
Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know, was a mid-first-round pick as well, and he's, you know, really soft-spoken. You don't really get much out of him, but he goes out there and he performs, and I think Chuma has some of those abilities, and I think if you get anything close to Kawhi with Chuma Okiki, you guys will have a great one. Y'all will love him as much as we love him at Auburn, and trust me, there are plenty of Auburn fans that are now Magic fans because Chuma is part of the Orlando Magic. And he is part of the Orlando Magic family now. Chumo Kiki, the 16th pick a week ago. Will McLaughlin of the Auburn Blog College and Magnolia. Will, man, I really do appreciate the time. And, uh, well, I, I'm glad at least you can be a little bit of a Magic fan now, too, watching Chuma for the next uh, few years when he gets back onto the court, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for the opportunity. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You just heard my conversation with Will McLaughlin of the Auburn blog College and Magnolia on Chuma Okiki. Now let's get to the conversation our very own Scott Inez had with the 16th pick in the draft last week. The newest man of the Magic family, he is Chuma Okiki. How big of a surprise, it was a surprise to me uh, that your name came up at 16. How mm-hmm. big of a surprise was it for you when you were watching the draft last night? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a surprise to me too um, just because, you know, the injury and everything, and um, I don't know. All the all the mock drafts was having me like late first round or early second, and um, I don't know. It's, it's just a real blessing. Though. Yeah, yeah, it is a blessing. Did you get any indication prior to the draft from the Orlando Magic that they were as highly interested in you as they're saying they were? Um, when I when I came when I came to visit, you know, they they was just saying that they liked me a lot. You know, they liked my personality. They like the way that I play the game. You know, I play the game the right way, and um, and um, that was that was kind of that was kind of all of it right there. Yeah, yeah. I, obviously, you were kind of behind the eight ball with the knee injury, yeah. not being able to work out for teams. But you did meet with the Orlando Magic, correct? Yeah. Yeah. How did that meeting go? Um, it went good. You know, they um, you know, when I came down here, they was just real, real, you know, open armed, and you know, they made me feel comfortable here, and um. I really like that. They just made it feel like it was a family environment, and I and I like family environments like that. Did you meet with any other teams prior to the draft, Chuma? Yeah, I met with like um, eight other eight other teams. Yeah, yeah. So take us back to the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, we got to talk about that. There were yeah. a lot of good things that happened in the tournament, but of course, I was watching the game against North Carolina when you went down. I was watching the win by the Auburn Tigers. I was watching Bruce Paul uh, Bruce Pearl after the game crying in his interview because of you, because you had gone down with the knee injury. What do you remember about that game, maybe other than you going down late in that game, Chuma? I just remember, like, <laughs> like at the beginning of the game, like not too many teams would, like, run with us, you know, but North Carolina, they was actually running with us, yeah. you know. Like it was a back-and-forth game, back-and-forth game. It felt like It really felt like we was in a movie out there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was Couldn't just, catch your breath, probably yeah. right, going back and forth. It was just a yeah. fun game, you know, yeah. and um, we were just out there having fun, you know, just making shots, um, playing together, and everything. Everything was just going so good. Yeah, you know? and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, right. What, what did you know it was serious when you went down? 
um, I didn't know, but I, I kind of had a feeling, but I didn't, like, I was in denial on that feeling. I was yeah. in denial, so yeah. I didn't really want it to be that, but right, it, it was. Right, yeah, there, there are some guys who actually get up. You know, Clay Thompson, perfect yeah, example. Right. They, they get up, you know, shoot the free throws, try to play, and, and they can't do it. Was there a thought of, okay, hey, I'm good to go. I'm going I'm to keep playing against North Carolina in that game? Yeah, I actually felt like I was good to play for the next game because when I got up, I was walking on it like it, it – like it, it was hurting when I first did it, but after a yeah. while, when I started walking on it, 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 it wasn't hurting no more. Yeah. So I felt like I was gonna play the next game, but I went back to the doctors and they, they said it might be ACL or whatever. And then I asked them about if they, if I wasn't gonna play, if I was still gonna be able to play again. They said no, I'm probably gonna be out for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. I just started crying. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people felt badly for you, including your head coach. Bruce Pearl. We are speaking with Chuma Okiki, 16th overall pick of the Orlando Magic in the NBA draft. So tell me about the rehab process. It's been a couple of months since you've been in rehab. You are wearing your brace outside your pants yeah. right now, getting ready for uh, for a big day here at One Magic Place. Tell me how rehab has been going for you so far. Yeah, um, rehab has been going real good. You know, I've been, I was rehabbing back in Arbor. You know, I was back there doing two days. I'll go in the morning with the at the football facility and um, in the afternoons at the basketball with our basketball trainer, you know, and um, when I was, uh, as I was meeting with the doctors, they said I looked real good, you know, I was ahead of, just to be, just to be two months in, I looked real good, so the, that, that kept me up too, so, you know, I just always seen the light at the end of the tunnel, so I just, right now I'm just on the stage where I'm trying to get my quad back stronger, you know, I'm past all the painful part now, Yeah. yeah. so, you know, I'm, I'm moving good, I'm walking good. So everything feels good right now. What does it tell you about your timetable when Jeff Weltman comes out and says, you know what, there's no rush on this. If he plays this year, fine. If not, that's totally fine as well. Does that take a little bit of the pressure off of you, Juma? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it would take a lot of pressure off of me, but – just because I feel like I still got I still got to work to get to where to where I once was before, so yeah. I feel like I still got that pressure on me. Um, but I feel like I can do it. You know, I feel like my mind is strong enough, and I feel like the way I'm ready to work right now, I'm just ready to get in there and get my leg back stronger. I'm not I'm not trying to rush things either, but you know, I'm just they know what's best for me, so I'm just listening to them and. They got me through the process. For those of us who are not familiar with Chuma Okiki, tell us about Chuma not only on the basketball court but off the basketball court. Let's start with on the court. What do you bring to the table? Um, I think I bring, like, a lot of versatility. Um, I could take my man off of, off of the dribble or I could post up smaller defenders. I could shoot the three just or make, make plays for my teammates. I'm on the defensive end. I could guard multiple positions, you know, and I'm just on the court. I'm just always work hard, you know, just play hard. You don't, you don't never have to question, is, is Chuma playing hard? Yeah, yeah. I'm always going to play hard. That's yeah. just me. What about off the court? What makes Chuma tick off the court? <laughs> uh, just being around my teammates, really just having fun, you know, bonding, really. I feel like if you bond outside out, outside the court, then that always that's always going to translate on the court, always going to translate to winning. You know, every team that I played on, we was always close out, out outside the court. So, mm-hmm. you know, but other than that, I'm just cool, you know, real easy to get along with. Nice guy, always willing to um, help people, you know, share. I feel like that always that also translates on the court, you know, my unselfishness off the court. 
and that's just really it. It's a dream come true for you, isn't it, my man? Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. Job well done, and we look forward to seeing you here in the very near future. Chuma, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. That was Scott Inez's conversation with the newest member of the Orlando Magic family, Chuma Okiki, drafted with the 16th overall pick just about a week ago when you're finally hearing this podcast. Uh, that will do it for us here on the Hard Hustle Podcast, episode number 32, uh, as we make our way through this. Uh, you may have one more podcast coming this week as we get you ready for free agency. Some final predictions, including some news on Nick Vucevic, Justin Holiday, a rumor. We'll get into that. Terrence Ross mentioned uh in connection to a lot of teams. That's all coming up a little bit later this week. If you are listening for the first time, I mentioned there's 31 other episodes you can get to. You can find them anywhere you can find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever. And also hit up our friends at the Orlando Pinstripe Post. They're doing a great job there covering your Orlando magic. And you listen to Scott Inez weekdays on ESPN Afternoons with Scott Inez. Uh, from 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN 5 at Orlando FM 96.5 HD2. And you can hear me uh, weekdays with Scotty and, of course, on my own shows in the evenings, Monday Night with Nick and Company, live, local, and loud from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can follow me on Twitter at ESPN 580. Nick, go ahead, hit me up. The dire- the DMs are open. We can talk magic, whatever you'd like. That's at ESPN 580. Nick, but, of course, we will talk to you soon probably sooner than you think here on the Heart and Hustle podcast. It's all coming up, but until then, go Magic. Yeah,